It's time to get canceled. We're back with our special series on Disney Imagineering projects that never came to be. And today we're heading to the slopes. As winter draws near, grab a hot cocoa and bundle up with us on this episode of Idiot's Guide to Imagineering. What's up, everybody? I'm Steven, and welcome to our 19th episode. Today, we are thrilled to get back to the history of Disney almosts and could-have-beens. But before we do that, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcast. We get so excited to read them on episodes and shout out to our supportive listeners. Your insights mean the world to us, and that's why we're launching a brief end-of-year survey. We're currently gearing up for our season one finale on December 26th, but don't be too sad. Season two will be coming in the next year. So share with us what you love or what you maybe didn't love so much about the show and how we can make it more magical. Your results are going to be anonymous and we truly appreciate your honesty. It takes two minutes and you can find the link in our Instagram bio. And a big welcome back to our newly married idiot, Marissa, after her honeymoon in Hawaii. So girl, tell us everything. Tell us. So I'm back. And as you guys have heard already, and for our listeners, I'm sick. So that should come as no surprise. (laughs) Um, But Hawaii was amazing. Um, For those of you who don't know, I think I've mentioned it before. Hawaii has always been my number one bucket list place to travel. And it did not disappoint. It is just so beautiful there. Um, Being in Florida where it's completely flat And then going somewhere where there's all mountains and hills and beautiful scenery was just crazy. And while we were there, we did get to go to the Alani Resort and we went to the Luau, which was so good. It just was so nice. It was everything you'd expect in a Luau plus more. And my husband, Miguel, really enjoyed doing the hula. (laughs) Quite a bit. Is there a video? There is a lot of video footage. I'm not sure he remembers that or knew I was taking it, but there was also <laughs> all you can drink beverages. So that didn't help. Well, we'll need either. to see that. Yeah. So he may not remember that. Yes. <laughs> Did you see characters like in their little hula outfits? Um, Mickey and Minnie were in the luau for like maybe a minute i thought i might have sent it to you guys but maybe we could post it somewhere wait i think i remember now at least one picture of them hulaing they make a very brief appearance in the beginning of the show and then the rest of it is very what i believe to be authentically hawaiian so there's no characters there's no mention of disney which That's i really cool. liked instead mm-hmm. of it being a very Disney-fied luau experience. It felt authentic to the culture, which I enjoyed. And the food was delicious. Yeah, you can go to a a touristy one at the Polynesian, but I feel like when you're in Hawaii, it needs to be pretty authentic. Except you can't because that one got canceled. (laughs) Oh, shoot. I forgot about that. Don't worry. All right. Well, it is so good to have all the idiots back together. So in the spirit of the season and traveling, why don't we all share a favorite or bucket list holiday travel destination? So Stephen, why don't you go first? 
Well, so I was first trying to think of like places I've traveled for the holidays, but I'm thinking I went to Norway this year during the summer and I'm the whole time I was there, I was just picturing it with like snow covering and with the lights and the trees. And so I'm going to say Norway would be my number one bucket list holiday travel destination. I love that. I would like to do that. What about you, Katie? For me, um, I also feel the same way. I went to Paris this summer and I felt the kind of the same way you did that I would have loved to have seen that at Christmas time. But I am going to stay in Europe. I didn't go – well, I didn't do this, but my dream is to go visit the Christmas markets in Germany. And Matt's sister lives there and she sent us some pictures today of one of them um, that I guess she saw this weekend. And uh, I just would love to see that. And I feel like it's just like a perfect epitome of Christmas and – little holiday town. So that's what I would like. I would like to see the Christmas markets. Like a gingerbread world. Yeah. Marissa, what about you? Similar to Katie, I do also want to see the Christmas markets in Europe, but my new bucket list travel experience would be to take a European river cruise during the winter season. So you get to see the Christmas markets in like several different countries And then somehow in my brain, I'm going to tie that in with a trip to Finland or Iceland to see the Northern Lights all on one trip. So stay tuned. She's doing it all. I've got big plans. This is a big trip. Big plans. What about you, Amanda? Well, I'm going to go with a trip that my family used to always do instead of a future I hope I go bucket list item. My family used to go to Gatlinburg for Christmas, like almost (gasps) every year. It pretty much was every year. And sometimes we were actually there for Christmas and my parents would always bring a tree and set it up there because we were like, how's Santa going to know we're here? Um, And sometimes we would like be back in time to celebrate at home, but it was just always so nice. And sometimes it would snow while we were there and it's just always really pretty. So it's kind of nostalgic. Did Dolly Park never show up? I was going to ask, but we did, we did always go to Dollywood. (laughs) So it was, it was always so um, fun because they have all kinds of holiday shows there uh, in Dollywood. So I always love seeing the Christmas shows and wishing Dolly would just show out. Well, that sounds like a Merry Christmas to me. Yes. Wow. And they always have, in Gatlinburg, they always have the entire town has these Christmas lights everywhere. So you're just like right. driving oh. through the city. We're going to North Carolina to Bryson City, which is near it. But I was looking at Gatlinburg to do that one instead. But it just worked out in North Carolina. But we love I just, Gatlinburg. I just had an idea. We could do a spinoff podcast called Imagineering Dollywood. Ooh. <gasps> I was going to ask you after this if we could do some sort of takeover with Dollywood. Let's do it. Season Why two. Not? We just hyped it up. Season two coming in January of next year. Really, it's know. just an entire theme park of Dolly just singing all of her greatest songs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who wouldn't want to go there? Thank you. Oh, great. If you liked that, put it on our survey. We're going to send you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And how about you, Jenny? Um, well, actually, I have the exact same answer as you. My family also, <gasps> no we're way. big Smoky Mountain people. So um, yeah, no, did the same thing. Love Gatlinburg. And what if over the years, like we did were we just cross paths? crossing paths? Yeah. 
I'm sure we did. No, I'm, I love it too. And it, it kind of feels, this is super cheesy. It feels a little like you're in a Hallmark movie. It's got that like small town right? feel. Um, I mean, at this point, it, it's getting pretty crowded. It's um, the last few times yeah. I've gone, I've noticed it's it's kind of hard to get around, but um, it does feel so magical and they just do such a great job at Christmas time. It just feels so cozy. So I love Gatlinburg. I probably haven't been in 15 years, but we did go a lot when I was younger. Yeah, I've never been there, and now I want to go. Really? It's it's quite magical. Somebody was like, "Well, how many times have you been to Gatlinburg?" I was younger, but I'd still probably say something this stupid. I was like, "I don't know. I've been more times than I've gone to the bathroom," and so. All right, and we are back for round two of our special series, Cancelled, where we take a deep dive into the magical realm of Disney parks and resorts' forgotten dreams. Throughout its storied history, numerous plans were conjured up only to vanish before they ever saw the light of day. Join us as we not only unearth these lost treasures, but also reimagine what they might look like if brought to life in today's Disney World and beyond. When I first saw Mineral King five years ago, I thought it was one of the most beautiful spots I had ever seen, and we want to keep it that way. Walt Disney said this in December 1965, just one year before he passed away. Today we are taking you far away from the parks into the snow-capped mountains of California to the once-projected site of Disney's Mineral King Ski Resort. In February of 1965, the Forest Service released a prospectus seeking proposals for a ski resort in the valley near Sequoia National Forest. Six responses were submitted, and come December 1965, the Forest Service revealed the winning proposal, an ambitious plan hailing from the creators of Disneyland. Walt Disney Productions, now known as the Walt Disney Company, put forth a proposal that envisioned an American alpine wonderland nestled in the valley. The plan included a five-story hotel boasting 1,030 rooms, a movie theater, general store, pools, ice rinks, tennis courts, and even a golf course. To conquer the eight glacial peaks above the village, the proposal featured 22 lifts and gondolas leading to ski runs with impressive dimensions, four miles in length and drops of 3,700 feet. Wow. Okay, so this sounds huge. I've never been to a ski resort, but this is huge, right? Yes, and especially for the time, the time period in the 60s, this was a massive resort and and something that I didn't put in the notes here, but as I was reading, they had originally proposed a much smaller resort. And then over time, it grew into this one that we just described. Um, And so it just kept getting bigger and bigger as they planned it out. It's Um, like a little mini village. Yeah. So when they were planning, they they figured out pretty quickly that just doing the skiing thing wasn't going to make them any money. So they decided to make it even bigger. They amped at the visitor services and predicted they'd rake in around $600 million in the first 10 years of the resort. Um, For now that to, time it, period? Yes, huge. Oh my gosh. Jeez. So to achieve this goal, they added plans for 10 restaurants and cafes oh to feed gosh. hungry guests, including a 150-seat coffee shop perched atop Eagle's Crest Ridge, um, over 1,100 feet above sea level. See, this is the thing I always want about a ski resort. Like, I don't see myself on the slopes. I'm not 
that coordinated, but I've always wanted to go and just like sit and be cozy, like drink like hot chocolate and bundle like up. Like the episode of Boy Meets World. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. Just, that's all I, I ever want to do. I just break my yes. leg and, and sit, sit in a ski resort. Cocoa. I went skiing once and I cried because I hated it so much. And the ski instructor told me that my parents paid for an hour long class and I was going to stay out there for an hour. So to get out of it, I cried and I was like 15. I was not young. But then <laughs> I went was, inside. This was last, last year. year. <laughs> I went inside and drank hot chocolate. So yes, I do love this mm. idea to just hang out inside the cozy well, resort. We hear you loud and clear and hang tight because when we get to our plans, yeah. could be involved. But actually, you're going to like this part, Amanda. So for entertainment, Disney Imagineers crafted a show featuring singing robotic bears. Sound familiar? <laughs> this would be a precursor to the beloved Country Bear Jamboree attraction at Walt Disney World in 1971, followed by Disneyland in 1972. So basically, we owe that show to this unbuilt resort. Well, my dad is going to be tickled <laughs> pink to hear that fact. Is I guess the country bears are they really that were they that big in the seventies that no they multiple made them things needed they were, to they, be they made them up for this resort yeah like they, it was they going weren't to a be, thing before they weren't a thing oh they created okay them to be kind of mascots of this mineral king ski resort yeah and they were completely through, new right. It's yes. actually pretty ridiculous. They loved it so much. <laughs> they had to right? bring it. Like, we cannot let this project completely fail. We've got to bring these somewhere yeah. else. <laughs> Talking bears go. Blood on the floor. There must be a place for this. Get that into the park, my dude. Well, a significant portion of the resort was designed to be car-free. Day visitors and hotel guests would park downhill at an impressive 8- to 10-story uh, garage capable of accommodating about 3,600 vehicles. Um, from there, a sophisticated cog railway system would transport them officially to and from the main resort area. So in addition to all these features, Disney's plan encompassed a support infrastructure, including water storage tanks and a state-of-the-art sewage treatment facility. The hefty price tag attached to this grand vision amounted to $35 million, a notable contrast to Disneyland's initial cost of $17 million in 1955. That's pretty insane. That's, yeah. I mean, could yeah, you this imagine? This is a huge project. Yeah, clearly they were doing all right at this time. Like right. they were like, oh, let's take on this let's, venture. Let's invest twice the amount in this resort. That's what I'm saying. Like a resort. To our, our theme park. That's crazy. It really but I mean it sounds like they were trying to build a mini village. Like a, a ski village. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. But then what happened? Why didn't it ever come to fruition? Well, wilderness activists were pissed. Um, back then, Mineral King Valley had a mere 33 campsites. Um, they were drawing in about 24,000 visitors each year, with the majority arriving during summer. Um, and with Disney's proposal, they anticipated the annual vis visitation to surge to a staggering 1 million. The clash of the perspectives marked a stark contrast between the serene wilderness and kind of Disney's vision of a bustling, enchanted vacation destination. Um, and I read in a quote in one of the articles where someone brought up a really good point. Like, if you build a resort of this size, 
you become so immersed in it that you lose the surrounding nature and the beauty, which was kind of the whole reason you put it there in the first place. Otherwise, you could just put this anywhere. It reminds me, so Marissa and I did a, sorry to interrupt, but Marissa and I did a cruise in Europe a couple of years ago. And I remember sitting on the cruise deck with her, like looking out and I was like, how weird is this? We're in this place that's so beautiful, so much history and architecture around us. And there's this behemoth of a ship of ours just sitting mm-hmm, in yeah. dock that just like sore, sticks out like a sore thumb and totally doesn't belong here. And I could 100% see people feeling the same way about this and being really passionate about it. Yeah. And I hate to turn this right back to my discussion on Alani, but while the resort was beautiful, I didn't bring this up earlier, but I don't know if I'd actually want to stay there after exploring so much of Hawaii, the nature and the culture. When we went to Alani, it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong but it feels like you're at a Disney resort mm-hmm. versus yeah. being in a hotel in Hawaii. So I kind of right. can see where they were going with that just based on my own experience last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, following a decade of legal battles between those advocating for development versus preservationist groups, Congress intervened in 1978 by annexing the Mineral King Valley into Sequoia National Park. This legislative move effectively squashed any plans to transform the area into a ski resort. And we found some really cool political artwork surrounding the project that we'll share on the vision board. Um, But it's really crazy to me that due to this project, like U.S. laws actually changed, making it possible for environmental groups to sue government agencies for unethical plans like that had never been heard of before. And then Disney comes out of nowhere trying to build the resort and the law changed. They probably never needed to before this, though. Think of like how much was built up and how much came about since then. It probably Mm -hmm. wasn't necessary. This is the first time a company was like, capitalism, let's build it in the forest. (laughs) (laughs) And there you have it. The captivating story of Mineral King Ski Resort, a dream that melted away like snow in the California sun. And it's worth noting that the ski resort was only one of several ambitious projects that Walt Disney was spearheading at the time. Um, He was also knee deep in the planning for Epcot and the California Institute of the Arts. Like Disney, Walt Disney loved Mm -hmm. the great outdoors and Mm -hmm. like his program that he had just exploring like the wilderness and the Western front and all of this. So he clearly had this passion for wanting to, you know, build there and, and like be in the thick of this beautiful place. But it just like, it, like it was just off. Cause of like you said, people were thinking, no, we don't want this mm-hmm. huge right. thing coming in here and disturbing what is beautiful about this place. It seems like he was on a huge like skiing surge of his life when he started creating this project. There's all these photos and videos of him like skiing and he had made friends with this skiing coach from the Olympics. And so it seemed like he kind of got Mm. this in his mind and wanted to Mm -hmm. see it come to life. Yeah. Like in his head, it's like a celebration of this beautiful Mm -hmm. place. Right. But of course, is what it would turn into something else. But that was his mm -hmm. vision. Right. Which I think is a lot of the times the vision of Walt Disney is to celebrate something, but then people kind of twist it in a way of saying, oh, well, he's made it into something that's commercial and corny. 
Whereas he's trying to showcase something that he feels passionately about. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this wouldn't be the idiot's guide to Imagineering without us putting our spin on what the resort would look like if it were built today. Yes, take us. So (laughs) I listened to an NPR podcast about the future of ski resorts in North America. And quite honestly, it is not looking good. Um, For example, average temperatures in Colorado are increasing annually, causing the ski season to have been reduced by a full month from 1980 to 2022. Um, So this, along with the approval of federal land use and very high startup costs, have prevented most investors from opening new ski resorts in the past decade. Oh, wow. So for our project, we are going to design our resort without financial restraints per usual. And we'll say we've already gotten federal land approval. We'll also keep environmental conservation in mind to build a resort with the most limited carbon footprint through the use of renewable renewable energy sources such as solar power to play our part in keeping the season as long as possible. But we struggled with where to put it since Mineral King Valley is no longer an option. So since Walt was passionate about the California location, we wanted to keep it in the state. So we are setting our sights on the Lake Tahoe area. A good amount of the ski resorts there are experiencing some overcrowding. So our goal is to add a new destination to kind of spread out the crowds. Um, And this is, you know, being that this is an area that is already home to some large ski resorts, we're hoping the environmentalist groups won't push to shut down the project because it's already kind of geared in, in that direction. So now that we have a spot for it, it's time to ski on over to Disney's Summit Village and Resort. And that's right. Not only will we be building a 1,000-room deluxe resort hotel just outside, you can enter into a full Main Street-style village open to the general public alongside the slopes. I love it. So let's start with the resort hotel. When it comes to design, we want to pay tribute to the original plans from the 60s by designing the look and feel of the resort as mid-century modern and a grand lobby entrance with a four-story back window facing out over breathtaking views and slopes. So yeah, the idea is for everything to appear timeless and classic and not overly kitschy or themed. So think less Mickey Mouse and more subtle Disney luxury. Um, a real-life wilderness lodge, but not a copy of the resort in Orlando by any means. I was just thinking that, like if like the real version of that mm-hmm. hotel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while we were planning, Stephen mentioned that we should pay homage to the Country Bears, since obviously they were supposed to be a big part <laughs> of the original one. So I thought about how you see their portraits in the queue for the show at the park, like hanging on the wall. So these portraits will be hung up around the resort as a little reminder of their heritage and origin in the mountains. Oh, as long as it's just pictures and I don't have to. It is. Them no, too. no animatronics. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Thank you. Oh, I just, love it. Just what a if you had them come to, to life and they could like talk to you and things? Marissa doesn't want that. <laughs> Their eyes follow you down the hallway. Ha- haunted mansion crossover. Listen, those things are creepy enough it. as it is. <laughs> I'm sold. Let's add it. The Halloween overlay. Liver lips is <laughs> leaning out for us. Big old smooch. <laughs> Big Al. <laughs> wait, wait for the vision board. 
Can we put that Jeff of the country bear? <laughs> that video of him dancing to the brain. Oh my god. <laughs> Just for me. Just Wendell going to town. Oh my god. <laughs> and then Timon walks up like, what is going on? Is this guy okay? He's <laughs> like pointing him out, like, get a load of this. Get a Do load we have a vision guy. story or a vision video? We, we will this time around. We have to. Get a load of this guy. Ooh, 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 ooh. And that's the show, folks. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Season two canceled. (laughs) The whole thing, not just an episode. (laughs) We're canceled. Well, so yeah, the the country bears will not be there, but there there will be a nod to them. But the resort will be home to a lavish spa featuring the most incredible and ambitious sauna Disney has ever created. With floor-to-ceiling windows overlooking a brook and the hills behind the resort. The sauna will have cushioned lounge chairs and immediate access to the jacuzzis directly outside. Speaking my language. I know, I feel like I'm envisioning like a natural springs. Like a <gasps> Ooh, yeah. Yeah. hot yeah. natural hot springs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. They're yeah. going to look like that too. So since we plan for this to be a year-round resort, we want to make sure that we have summer options as well. So that brings us to the pool. So we are going to give the people what they want here. Disney rocks. This is where we plan to borrow a little bit of the Wilderness Lodge look with the waterfall and the slide, but we're going to make it even more grandiose with a cave grotto and pool bar. So the (gasps) pool will have an indoor portion as well that can be used year-round. That's so smart. Yeah, I was going to ask if this was going to be open all year. So I love that. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a mini water park in the back, indoor and out. Mm -hmm. Oh, kind of like the how, what's that great wolf lodge? Yeah. Yeah, They have like Mm -hmm. such an awesome pool area and people Mm -hmm. go to it year round. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, we could go on and on forever about the resort, but we have an entire village to plan and only one episode to do it in. Yep. So the village will resemble a modernized 60s style ski town, still keeping with the classic and subtle Disney feel. Oh, that's a little modern for you, Jenny. (laughs) It is a little modern for me, but I think I I can do 60s. Yeah. So like I mentioned, the village will be open for day visitors um, as well as hotel guests. So as a nod to Main Street USA, take a look at the names painted in the windows You'll definitely see mine and Jenny's as the creative Imagineers on this project, along with the rest of the team bringing our idea to life. Oh, look at us. This area would be perfect for local boutique shopping for guests and shopping can always stir up an appetite. So here are just a few of the food and beverage options we've cooked up. First, we have Pinewood Terrace, our upscale full-service restaurant. It's going ha- to be enclosed patio style with unobstructed sweeping views, retractable windows for nicer, warm weather days. And this restaurant will technically be inside the hotel, but it'll have a separate entrance from the village for day guests who have a reservation. 
Then for something a little more casual, we've got our lift side grill, which is going to be like a sports bar type atmosphere with indoor and outdoor seating surrounding fire pits. And then we'll also have some heaters in the winter. Then for our guests looking for a little morning wake up or afternoon pick me up, we have Oswald's Oswald's Coffee Shop. So as soon Aww. as they step into the coffee shop, they are going to feel like they are immediately transported back into an old animation studio. So they can enjoy a latte and a croissant while they enjoy the decor of vintage animation drawings and old animation desks. <gasps> will there be on the coffee? Will you do little like cartoon animations on my phone? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Um, and then for our guests looking for maybe a drink and some entertainment, we have Harold's Hideout. So this is going to be a cozy bar with live piano music during the day. And then at night, it'll turn into a lively dueling piano bar. So it's going to have a really fun atmosphere. Love dueling pianos. Right? Always the best. And the name, Harold, is, of course, the name of the Yeti terrorizing all the guests <laughs> on the Matterhorn since 1959. So obviously, we had to <laughs> include him. Well, the village will also be home to a one-screen old movie theater that charges 10 cents per guest to view an old uh, or a new Disney wilderness-themed film, such as Old Yeller or Davy Crockett, Fox and the Hound for Jenny, uh, Brother Bear, uh, True Life Adventures, which was kind of Disney's version of the National Geographic documentaries from the 60s. Um, but there will also be special screenings of other Disney films as well. So you never know what may be playing while you're in town. That's so cute. And finally, we felt it was important to pay homage to the man behind the original idea, Walt himself. So we will install a life-size bronze statue of Walt standing in his dark gray fedora hat and white bomber jacket during one of his site visits to Mineral King. Oh, yep. I think they're putting in a new one at Epcot um, that opens this this month. So it'd be similar statue? to that. Yeah. With that? Oh, nice. No, 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 not like that. Oh. It's, it's oh. Walt is like sitting on a step. So I think you can oh. go sit with him and for photos and things for the new statue. Oh, I want to sit with Walt. I know, but I want to sit with him in his gray fedora hat and white oh. bomber jacket. You can do that now. Will you can do that in there? the in the village. That's right. When you're shopping and eating. I mean, this is my bucket list holiday destination now. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. sold. So see, we Amanda, this is perfect for you since you don't like skiing. You have all these other yeah. activities you can do. We can yeah, break I our legs we'll be like doing Corey that. <laughs> yeah, I'll and be we... inside with you and not crying because I never even had to try to ski. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also thought about putting in like an emporium and a mm-hmm. confectionery and a bakery mm-hmm. and things like that to give yeah, it a little bit Yeah, you have to have a fudge shop. Right, exactly. Yes, absolutely. Now, all of this is great, but like we said earlier, it's nothing without the majesty and the beauty of the surrounding mountains, which is why we have selected this location. So we made sure there's plenty to do at any time of year. So let's start with the skiing. Amanda and Marissa, you can just tune this one out. But I'll be back in a minute, guys. (laughs) I don't want to ski. Don't leave me in it. Uh, well, that is how the original plan of the ski resort came to be. So we are going to go back to the original plan of 22 ski lifts. Um, now, to put it in t- kind, into kind of perspective of a modern day ski resort, 
Vale has 34 ski lifts, Breckenridge has 35, and Whistler has 36. So this will be now on the smaller side um, of ski resorts. Now, it won't be small by any means, but it'll be smaller than than some of the big the big players. But also, we expect crowds. So to avoid long waits on the lifts, you can have the option to check into an online queue on the Summit Resort app during any busy seasons so you don't have to stand there and freeze while you're waiting to go up the hill do do you have to be a guest to use the ski slopes no so same thing as um as the the village any day guests can come and use this you know uh resort guests are going to get first Mm -hmm. access of course and then if it gets to be you know too full there will be periods where it's closed out but for the most part it will be open to anyone does staying at the resort like guarantee your availability or, or like yes, you said it's based? It oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Resort stay guarantees they get first dibs on the slopes. And then anybody else after. Mm-hmm. Okay. And for the kids and those of us new to skiing, don't fret. You can head over to Goofy's Ski School where the old cartoon will be playing to give you an idea of what not to do. While our experienced cast member instructors teach you the proper way to slide and slalom. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> she's back for Goofy's Ski School. All you back had to do was goofster. speak of the goof, and she's back. <laughs> That's so cute. I love that. Like, because I'm imagining like new people like me who've never skied, and then like little children, and you're just falling exactly. all over there yourself. You and they're like, "This is auntie, what not to do." Auntie Amanda out there with all the kids <laughs> goofing, new boot goofing, goofing around, around. <laughs> new boot goofing. <laughs> New well, ski goofing. Well, also for those who don't like skiing, there will be a massive gondola ride that will take you to the very top to a lookout point uh, at, the, at the summit of the mountain. So you can skip all the skiing and just ride up and down in the, the heated or air conditioned, depending on what time of year, mm-hmm. gondola. I'll meet you at the bottom and I'll just <laughs> right. stay there. I, listen, I tried Summit Plummet at Blizzard <laughs> Beach and I'm just... I think I'd have the same outcome here. So one atomic wedgie is enough for you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I went to the second floor of a building, and that's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> She'd seen enough. Mm-hmm. Are you brave enough to hop on the Alpine coaster and zig and zag all the way down the mountain? You might yes. even catch a glimpse of Harold in the woods on the way down. <gasps> Not Harold, or, or just Stephen running through the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Could just be me out just there. Just scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Alpine coaster will also be open year-round, so you can catch it in the snow or catch it in the summer. But um, what else is there to do in the summer, Jenny? Well, summer is just as much fun at Disney Summit Village and Resort. Guests can take advantage of the beautiful scenery with activities like horseback riding, hiking, fishing, zip lining, kayaking, and ATV tours. I'm also thinking okay. of when they went camping in uh, uh, the Disney sing along video. <laughs> no. no. But you had that one in no. your arsenal. Oh, she's yes, been thinking she about was that ready. <laughs> Wow, I was waiting to reference that. I was going to say the parent trap when they went. Yes, yes. Yes. But go off, girl. (laughs) Add it to the vision board. (laughs) Well, last but certainly not least, we want to introduce you to the mascot of Disney Summit Village and Resort, the bashful yet playful mule deer, Maple. (laughs) Maple. 
Maple will be an extension of the Duffy and Friends family, much like Olumel at Olani. And you'll be able to see a photo of Maple on our vision board. She is so adorable. Hold on, I'll send y'all a picture. You already of right have now. a mascot? That's great. We, we have a mascot and everything. Did you design? Yes, mm-hmm. he designed her and she's so cute. Stop. Can we make t shirts with her just to have? We're gonna have every, we're gonna have stuffed animals of her. Just for us to have. I was gonna ask, when are we getting merch? Oh my god, it's so cute. Oh, did you send it? Yes. It's Isn't she a doll? Stop it. <laughs> I want that no. now. Why is she like that? Look at those little rosy cheeks. Uh, no. That little button nose. Are you kidding? <laughs> Can we put her on a t-shirt for Christmas? I felt like she would fit in perfectly with Duffy's 100%. Gang. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's cuter She's than Duffy. Cuter. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, sorry, Duffy, but... I don't know I if mean, she's going to want to hang out with Duffy. Yikes. Right. Look at that side-by-side. Why would you I, right. want to on the left? I know. Um, and it truly pains Steven to not have any appearances by Mickey and Minnie, so don't worry. The Fab Five will have regularly scheduled meet and greets at the resort and their alpine and ski gear, depending <gasps> on the season. Ski resort, I saw, Mickey? I saw a picture of Mickey and Minnie in a Disney on Ice ad last night where they were in some really adorable ski suits. Aww. So I'll post that on the vision board, too, because it was perfect for what I was thinking. I, I love feel like they could also get a character performer who can ski to have the character oh. ski it, it would here be and there. Let's be real. It would it's be, goofy. Gotta be goofy. Going down those mm-hmm. slopes. Yeah, maybe he's maybe he kicks off the morning every morning. Goofy <gasps> goes first down the hill, and you can and like, he like does his like yes. yuck. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 Is that a thing they do at like other ski resorts with like non goofy people? I don't know. I don't think so. But wouldn't that be no. such a thing to like get up for? Like you knew every yes. morning. Yes, Goofy was coming Absolutely. down the hill, and you'd like run. Out I would the get up for that. I would even yeah. go outside in the cold for that. Mm-hmm. I would go there to see it. And I don't no, even I don't like even, Goofy. I don't. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. And then he crashes into a snow mound in the end, and leaves just like the imprint. The body, of his body. yeah, a Goofy <laughs> like, like on the barnstormer. Yep, exactly. Perfect. Oh, you could just have that. Oh, you could just have those out front. Just a bunch of imprints of all the different characters. Yeah, that would be cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that is Disney's Summit Village and Resort. Ah, I loved it. It was so great. So fun. And it's crazy how there was such a plan for this and we've never heard of it before. So I love that you brought it back. Mm -hmm. I was looking through a list of, you know, old attractions and and plans that hadn't been made and this hadn't come up on any of them. And I was like, I just want one that feels a little Mm -hmm. bit more, you know, seasonal. Like it it feels like it's going to transition us into the holidays. And I found this and I was like, Jenny, I found our our topic. We're doing this. And we got so excited about it and um, one of our, our favorite planning sessions so far. I mean, I, I guess that. like it just like really kind of pales in comparison to him, you know, passing away. So it's just like this plan just got lost. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of without him to drive it, it just disappeared. And I mean, obviously there were other forces at play here with the the backlash, but, you know, he typically dealt with that a, in his lifetime and figured out a way around it. And I guess no one really did. Yeah. I wonder if he would have been able to push this through if he was still, if like it happened earlier in his life and he had mm-hmm. the same level of success at that point. It'd be interesting right. to see. 
But I kind of feel like maybe it's not, but maybe like Wilderness Lodge is a little bit of like a touch right. of him. So it feels yeah. maybe a special in that sense. I wonder if any of those plans came over from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was probably 30 years later, but still. Well, I'm yeah. shocked they didn't bring the country bears over. <laughs> and, I, and that was also interesting for me to learn that country bears came to Magic Kingdom in Florida before Disneyland a year before. Yeah, that is I thought interesting. it was the other way around. Learned a lot. Okay, you guys. And you took us out of the state of Florida for our first episode out That's there. That's right. Yep. All the we way did. to California. Right. Um, I'm sold. When can I book reservations? <laughs> Reservations will be available at 1 800. (laughs) (laughs) Country Bear. Country Bear. Well, this was such a fun project for us to work on. And we didn't even know this project ever existed. So, learning about it while we planned was so interesting. Not to mention, this was one of Walt's final projects. So, in a way, we kind of felt like we were keeping it alive, even though this will probably never happen. I personally can't wait to see the vision board for this since I've never seen photos of any of the concept art for this. And you can see that concept art on our Instagram at Idiots Imagineering. Follow us if you haven't already. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, our Instagram bio has the link for our end of year survey. We're really excited to get your feedback because it helps us. So please don't hold back good, bad, anything. Everything helps us. And don't forget to spread the love. Simply send this episode or any of your favorites to a friend right now, and they will thank you for that recommendation. And we want to spread the love too. Shoot over your address on Instagram, and we will send you a holiday card from your favorite idiots. Like Jenny mentioned, this was such a fascinating learning experience and an enjoyable project to come up with. And I get to say thank you to all the idiots this week. Jenny, Katie, Amanda, and Marissa. So stay warm and we will catch you next time on Idiot's Guide to Imagineering. Remember, if you can dream it, you can make a podcast about it. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye. Bye. Steven, I totally forgot to add the sweet shop. We were oh, talking about it yesterday sweet. at work and we're the like, what? the sweet shop, like what, like in the oh. village. And we're like coming up with a name for it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm going to add that. I didn't even add it. And so Steven's like, we were also thinking about having a sweet shop. Like, Yeah, oops. you guys mentioned a confectionary. You mentioned. Yeah, yeah we did.